I'm excited that Dear Jack and Dear Louise is coming to, you know, to my area. In fact, to a theater where I've performed because you told me once that every time you sit down to write a play, you you are trying to write Twelfth Night. And now you've written Dear Jack and Louise, which is a lovely romance romantic comedy, which makes makes me wonder, have you written your Twelfth Night? Well, that's very nice. It's got less characters. Uh, <laughs> Even better. <laughs> I guess. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 813, Jack and Louise. Two-time Olivier Award-winning playwright Ken Ludwig has written Dear Jack, Dear Louise, a funny and charming romantic comedy that won the Helen Hayes Award in 2020 for Best New Play and opens this week at the Northlight Theater here in the suburbs of Chicago. Dear Jack, Dear Louise comes from a very real place for Ken since it depicts the unlikely courtship of his own two parents during World War II. And he started our conversation by describing the impulse that led him to write it. The impulse was, I don't know, you know, as uh, having written all these comedies all these years, I've written 32 plays and musicals at this point, so I'm sort of always looking for new, new ways to so I don't do the same old thing. Uh, and I, I, and I thought about writing about my own family and thought how, how could, and I, I, I happen to be very lucky and have been brought up by two wonderful parents who I adored in, in a small town, uh, in America, York, Pennsylvania. And, and, and when I thought about that, I thought, how, how could I try to capture them at, 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 a, at a focal moment of their life, and and uh, at first I thought, you know, of a of a, of a uh, more traditional play, if you will, you know, where you know that has a set of a is set in a home or is set, you know, uh, uh, it, 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 with a, a very literal set. And the more I thought about it, I thought, wait, wait a second. I remember that they told me they wrote letters to each other for years during World War II because they hadn't met in person. I thought, well, that that might be a, a cool angle. So I just sat out and wrote it. Well, and was it was it? Um, I mean, once you figured out that aspect of it, was it freeing to talk uh, to write about your? parents in that way to, to write about something factual uh, and historical and close to you personally or was that or was it a, a new challenge and more restrictive well it actually was inter- interesting uh, you say that i've never thought of it before but it was actually very freeing and opening and i wrote it very quickly and and easily hmm. uh you know some plays come harder and some easier and it may be because i knew their voices hmm. so i didn't have to create characters from scratch really knew them i knew there were letters between them but my mother had destroyed them before she died because she clearly didn't want me or my brother to see these in what must have been very very intimate love letters when you're you know 20 years old and you're writing to the person you think you want to marry yeah um 
and the real answer to your question, it was it was it was freeing, but always surprising to me because when I sat down, I, I don't know if you've seen a, 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 a printed version of the script, but the epigraph is from a book of memoirs and says, I, I never thought about my parents being young. Mm. And, and I don't know about you, but that struck me between the eyes. I think until I sat down to write this play, I never ever thought about what they must've been like when they were young. They, Hey, Hey, they were young, a, a healthy guy and a gal. They must've had sex. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> They, my mom wanted to be in show business. She must have taken tap dancing lessons. Yeah. She must have had singing lessons. These are things that I never thought about ever. And, and, you know, and then I, and then in writing, I thought, I thought, damn it, why? And, you know, they went, lived through World War II. Why did I ask them questions? Yeah. What you're saying is interesting because, it's, you know, sometimes I'll think, um, you know, yes, we, you're right. We should think of our parents as people, but maybe it's even more helpful to do what you did and think of your parents as characters in a play. Mm -hmm. Well, it was certainly, it was certainly an, a rich experience for me. You know, it was it was full of colors. It was full of, I'm, you know, you know, I'm always writing new plays, writing two new plays at the moment, and they're both characters i'm making up so i've got to start from scratch and and and, and claw my way into their hearts and souls uh whereas the, these came ready made yeah it's it's like you're writing your own love letter to your parents exactly and i think to myself i thought when i first saw it the first production was just gloriously beautiful it is um how how proud they would have been yeah to have been portrayed I think very accurately as to who they were. Really good, really, really good people with all the right values yeah. living through a very difficult time. That must be incredibly moving to see uh, actors up on stage embodying your parents. Is it like they're back, they're alive again? I think what was alive again was my feelings towards them. Yeah. Uh, 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 I didn't have, I did, I didn't, because I had never met them in those ages. It was like meeting new people mm. who had had their essence. I didn't know them when they were in their twenties. So if I'd written a play about them in the ages I knew them, that might be a very interesting. Uh, it must be shocking if you've got it right and you see good actors on the stage. This was sort of cleansing. It it was. It was invigorating. It was joyous. This just feels like it's going to be kind of, I guess, yes, as you say, different for you, but sort of right in your wheelhouse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a comic, you know, in essence, you know, you and I have the same values and the same understanding of of literature that, you know, comedy is it is this glorious uh, uh, half of the world literature that most people sort of put aside and think of as a little bit lesser. And of course it's not. A and we know the glories of it. And this is, this is a little more, certainly more heartfelt and romantic than, than the typical, uh, lo loony plays I often write. <laughs> The, yeah, so those loony farces that are so wildly popular around the world. <laughs> the 
This is Christopher Moore, the author of Fool and the Serpent of Venice, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll be visiting four cities this fall of 2022, performing Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel in Rolla, Missouri on September 21st, Bloomington, Illinois on September 23rd, Jasper, Indiana on September 25th, and the Wharton Center in East Lansing, Michigan on November 9th and 10th. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed, at Reduced, for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Ken Ludwig, the author of Dear Jack, Dear Louise, which opens this week at the North Light Theater just outside Chicago. Ken has spent the last several months overseas preparing for various European productions, and he shared with me how those productions came about and what they are. The Agatha Christie estate called me up, actually called my agent, Jonathan Lum at WME and said, uh, hey, we have not taken a, a one of her books and put it on stage for 30 years. W- would Ken be interested in in giving it a shot? And, and of course, I said, oh, my God, yes. They said, pick a title. And, and I picked uh, Murder on the Art Express because I, I thought of it as the best title. I I knew it was sitting on a train, but I didn't remember much else. <laughs> so. So it, it was challenging to set up a, a, a play on the train, um, but it's been it, it's been just a gloriously fun ride, no pun intended. And uh, um, uh, this was at the Chichester Festival in in Chichester, England, which is where Laurence Olivier founded the National Theatre with Maggie Smith and and Derek Jacobi and Albert Finney and and uh, and, and and it is the most beautiful theatre I've ever been in my life. It's it's thirteen hundred seats in this beautiful sort of it's based on the theatre of Empedocles and it's got this gorgeous stage and it's it's in this beautiful park in the small town of chichester and takes a whole bunch of stuff into the west end and and uh so i had the best time yeah. being there i just loved it i was there for you know six weeks and and oh my god i loved it and absolutely coincidentally it just fell out because of the pandemic things were happening supposed to happen earlier they're doing a um a revival of crazy for you hmm which Susan Stroman is um, directing and choreographing. And um, it's in rehearsal right now in London where I was with them uh, about 10 days ago for a while. And now I got to go back in two weeks and get to the final rehearsals and previews there. I am being forced, forced (laughs) to go back. It's unfair, unfair. (laughs) Well, I I send you all the thoughts and prayers uh, for your suffering. (laughs) And then what's the opera? The opera, again, I got a call out. You know, I usually sit in my little hole. You know what it's like. You're a writer, and you sit in your little hole, and you just write and scratch things out. uh, But every once in a while, somebody calls me out of the blue. Barry Edelstein did uh, a few years ago for something new at the at the old globe theater uh this this was a call from francesca zambello francesca is the uh uh artistic director and general manager of both the glimmer glass opera festival in cooperstown new york as well as the nash washington national opera here in dc uh, and directs at the Met and the Paris Opera. She's really accomplished. She's a terrific 
just terrific person and as smart as a whip and very experienced and out of the blue i used to say to people you know there's not enough comic operas in the world there's only 10 good ones out of the blue she calls me up and says ken you know what we were thinking i, I i'd like you to write a new comic opera for the glimmerglass festival Wow. Uh, honest to God. I just, uh, the phone rang out of the blue. And I had just been saying to my brother, as I always bitch about things, I said, you know, I, I, I wish there was more comic operas in the world. There's nothing to listen to. I'm a huge Donizetti fan. You know, he wrote three and, and Rossini. And so she said, what if, what if, what if you took Rossini music and he, cause he wrote 39 operas. That's a lot of music. Uh, and, you know, the way Crazy for You is constructed or jukeboxing, you know, musicals, Mamma Mia, you know, picked and chose among his arias and duets and quartets and this, that, and constructed a whole new comic story and used those as the numbers and wrote us a new story, a new book, a new, you know, libretto. So, so I did, and it's called Tenor Overboard. <laughs> and yeah, silly name, but it's fun. It's fun. And, and uh, uh, and it's about what I did was I thought I'd I'd be just fun to to try to reinvent the the genre in this sense. You know, nobody writes comic operas anymore. You know, all these commissions around the world, they're always when there's new music too. You know, they're death and transfiguration. Everybody's dying of something. Right. And, and so so. Uh, I thought it would be fun to write something in the in the in the tradition of screwball comedy, which I love so much. So, so I, I wrote a story about uh, two women who are in Little Italy who are on the run from their father, who wants them to marry the the, the men she he wants them to marry. Mm-hmm. Sort of a typical typical comic, you know. It's like yep. uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yep. Uh, you know, got to marry who I tell you to marry. And uh, they're on the run, and uh, they run into a YMCA where an all-male a cappella group is is performing. And uh, two of their members quit, and they go, oh, we want to join the group. And they say, sorry, we're heading to Sicily on a big uh, fancy cruise ship tonight, but you can't join us anyway because you're women and we only only, uh, uh, have male members. So uh, uh, they dress up as men, and they go on the ship. And they join the singing group, and it's so it's sort of like some like it hot in reverse. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with a stupid grin on my face because that all just sounds delightful. <laughs> oh, thanks! It's all written, and I get to write the super ties I wrote. Long. It's really it functions more almost as a musical, simply with opera numbers as opposed to uh, to you know modern modern musicals. Well, and yeah. one of the very first of your plays that I was, I was the assistant director on Opera Buffa before it became Lend Me a Tenor, and then I was assistant director on a production at the Huntington Theater of your play Sullivan and Gilbert, which created oh a wonderful backstage musical around the songs of Gilbert and Sullivan, and it was tremendous, a wonderfully funny, heartfelt backstage musical, which I'm sorry doesn't get produced more. Harumph, that's my rant. Jesus, I never remember that you did that. We have talked about it since, and I, my pea brain had dropped that out. How, how cool. 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing where Ken and I talk about his fantastic Sherlock Holmes mystery plays, and I'll share that with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Ken Ludwig's Dear Jack, Dear Louise opens this week at the Northlight Theater in Skokie, Illinois, just outside Chicago, running from July 7th to August 7th, 2022. Go to northlight.org for more information, and follow Ken on Twitter at Ken underscore Ludwig or on Instagram at Playwright Ken Ludwig. You can also follow his other account on Instagram at Teach Your Kids Shakespeare, which features great tips from Ken's wonderful book, How to Teach Your Children Shakespeare. Then send us how you imagine your parents via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks as always to World War II serviceman Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Lucy Knight. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Christopher Moore, also an author of joyful comedies only in novel form, like Fool, The Serpent of Venice, Shakespeare for Squirrels, and the just-published Razzmatazz. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe, get your boosters, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Tishner, 813 2439ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Some of my most favorite uh, 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 pandemic reading were your were your Sherlock Holmes mysteries, Baskerville and the and the and the Christmas one. I can't remember Holmes for the holidays. Great title. Good. Oh, good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm thrilled you say that. You know, I admire how 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 well your plays are constructed and 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 the the joy your plays give to audience members as a reward for returning to the theater. I mean, we've been doing a lot of quote-unquote important theater but it's like oh i just want to go back to the theater and have fun for a bit can we do that please yeah i'm with you well you know you're you're so nice about what you say about me but you have and you personally on the stage as well as writing them you've given more joy to people than i have you have written so many what is your whole idea of this reduced shakespeare company is so fantastic and i've loved it you know talk about giving joy jeez um (laughs) Well, you're, so you're doing, we're in the same business. We are in the same business, and you're very kind to say that. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.